In the 1960s, driving down the dark and lonely highway, drivers would come across the bright flashing lights of a motel sign that signaled their arrival to the edge of the valley. Uh, as I say, it, it's not a sign, it's the diving lady, <laughs> and she has a personality. For any Mesa resident listening in, they know the diving lady. The neon sign located on Main Street and Lindsay Road in Mesa at the Starlight Motel has held a special place in the hearts of those living in the East Valley. What is the history behind this 70-foot motel sign and how did it gain the love of the East Valley community? Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. Producer Maritza Dominguez will dive into the iconic landmark's history, its effort to keep it standing, and what it means to local residents in the Valley. Take it away, Maritza. It all started when two brothers, Bud and Dick Kessler, moved to Arizona from Kansas to open the Starlight Motel in 1958. So Main Street was loaded with motels at that time. And as a result, uh, you found uh, many people relocating to Mesa to, uh, to try their hand at that business. And That's Vic Linoff, the president of the Mesa Preservation Foundation. In the 50s and 60s, Main Street was a convergence of multiple U.S. highways. It was the road travelers used to bypass the small, sleepy town of Mesa. Every, all the traffic came through Main Street. So it was filled with motels, it was filled with tourist shops, it was filled with restaurants. With stiff competition from other motels, the Kessler brothers needed to find a way to attract folks to the motel. After a few years, they realized one amenity that really helped sell the motel would be a swimming pool. So they went ahead and built a swimming pool. Then they asked themselves, how would folks driving down a highway know that their motel had a pool. So they looked at ways to advertise it. Vic says he doesn't know the exact motivation behind such a large-scale neon sign. The brothers contracted Stanley Russin, a local graphic designer, to create the art. But they wanted something that would convey the excitement of a pool. And he came up with this animated sign of three figures of a lady diving into water. The sign was executed, built by Paul Millett, who was a major uh, maker of neon signs, not only here in Mesa and in the Valley, but throughout here Arizona. His, his fingerprints are all over the place. According to Vic, the sign cost the brothers $6,500 to build and display it in front of the motel. It was installed in 1960. Let me paint you a picture of what the sign looks like. Imagine the figure of three women in a blue one-piece swimsuit with blonde hair. The top figure is in a pike position, similar to how you would dive off a springboard. The middle figure is straight, with its arms out and head pointed to the floor. The last one is in a similar position, but with its hands hitting blue lights mimicking the splash of water. Each figure is illuminated one at a time, giving it the illusion that the lady is diving into the water. To the side of the three females are the illuminated pink letters spelling out motel. 
the two extended figures are 15 feet. So they might just fit in the ceiling of this room. And uh, there's one at the top in the pike position. She's nine feet tall. The letters that spell motel are six and a half feet high each letter. With the bright illumination and animation of the sign, the diving lady did its job, attracting drivers to the motel, as well as giving light to the dark road. While the diving lady was one of the tallest and most eye-catching neon signs on Main Street, it was one of many. There were over 100 neon signs. Uh, neon was the preferred material for roadside advertising because it was very durable, it was very bright, it was relatively inexpensive to operate, and um, it could last, as the diving lady sign did, for, for many years. She stood tall for 50 years and went through multiple owners. Then, on October 5th, 2010, a massive storm passed through Central Mesa, causing the fall of the diving lady. The same day, Vic was driving with a friend to lunch and sped past the motel. And we zip by it and he says, uh, so something's different at that motel. And by that time I was way past it. I said, well, what do you think? He said, well, I don't know, it just isn't right. And I said, well, on the way back, we'll stop and take a look. So on the way back, I realized that the sign is not there, it has disappeared. Pulled into the driveway, and there it was, laying on the ground, just stretched out, uh, shattered to bits. Strong winds caused the pole to snap at a weak point. Vic thought to himself, oh no, what are we gonna do about this? Knowing that the sign was beloved, Vic called his media contacts to inform them of her fall. It was blocking the driveway, and the motel owner wanted it out of there, and was calling around and seeing what people would pay for salvage just to haul it off. Vic said it was fate he came across the now fallen lady that same day. Soon after, he got to work to save it. He helped found the Mesa Preservation Foundation as a nonprofit to help save the diving lady. And we realized the ownership of the motel didn't have the money or the experience to restore it. And if it was ever going to be saved, we would have to do it. So we worked out an agreement with the, the motel owner, and they essentially um, gave us ownership of the sign um, while it was under repair there, because then we could apply for all the permits, we could do the fundraising, being a nonprofit. The motel only had insurance for repairs up to $10,000. That wouldn't cover much of anything to repair the sign. Now in the hands of Vic and the foundation, they realized that money was going to be just one of their setbacks. At the time, the sign was in violation of the sign code, which meant if it had to be taken down or fell, you couldn't replace it. You couldn't put it back up. The city of Mesa and its various boards recognized its historical significance. In December of 2010, the Board of Adjustment cleared a path to ensure the restoration of the sign wouldn't get stuck behind any bureaucratic processes. 
And if it weren't for them, we probably wouldn't have got it done because there had to be uh, special permits, waivers. They waived all of the fees that you would normally pay in doing something like this. So they were enormously helpful. All the funding came from individual donations. Vic said they got from a dollar to $10,000. It impressed him to see how much the community rallied behind their effort. They received letters and emails asking how they could help. In the end, Vic said they raised $125,000 to repair the sign. I don't think people realized how important and meaningful it was in their lives until she fell and was nearly dead. Then uh, people became very anxious over her future. The damages the sign sustained were immense. The glass and the neon were shattered. And over the years, the sign deteriorated. Remember, at this point, the sign was 50 years old. Vic told me the sign wasn't sealed, which left gaps for internal withering. Uh, that meant it could be invaded by things like pigeons, building nests, <clears throat> pooping in the sign, uh, other things. Uh, really disgusting. You, I can't describe how bad they smell. Uh, a lot of it was rusted out because water could invade the interior. Vic needed someone with the skill and talent to restore a sign of this magnitude. Luckily, there was someone up to the job. They reached out to Larry Graham, owner of Graham's Neon, who was trained and mentored by the original creator of The Diving Lady, Paul Millett. Larry was excited to do it, but I don't know that he probably realized, just like we did, what it would take. Our first estimate was about half of what it ultimately cost. Uh, so uh, it was a learning experience for everyone. Originally, Vic thought they'd have the sign back up in three months, but those three months turned into three years. The time it took to gather funds and properly restore the sign back to its full glory was unexpected. It had to be completely disassembled, the framework, all of it, uh, and literally build it back up, patch where necessary. But today, when you look at it, it is about mm, 85% original. The only things that were replaced are those areas which were so damaged, rusted, um, that there was no other choice. Storage for the massive sign was also a concern. But with the support of the community and the city, different pieces found temporary homes. At one point, some of the pieces were displayed in empty storefronts in the now-closed Fiesta Mall in Mesa. For Vic, the entire process was a learning experience. He learned about neon and for the need to preserve these historical signs in Mesa. What we also learned in this process is, um, yes, they're advertising, but these are works of art. It is, you can't imagine the complexity of details that go into a neon sign. You have somebody that will design the look of the sign. But then uh, you've got to be a structural engineer to figure out the framework uh, that's going to keep the sign on the pole uh, and, and fabricate that. 
you've got to be a sheet metal artist to be able to cut and shape sheet metal. Uh, you've got to be a painter um, to be able to, to make the sign look the way you want. After three years of fundraising and hard work, the foundation organized a nighttime ceremony where she would once again light up the streets of Mesa. Well, we, we thought that if we had 50 or 100 people come out for the relighting of this sign, we'd be thrilled. And we invited the mayor, Scott Smith at the time, and his staff said, because uh, we were going to do this right at dusk, said, you know, you'll go out there and you'll flip that switch and maybe talk for a couple of minutes, go home and have dinner. Instead, Vic said they had nearly a thousand people waiting for them to turn on the lights. He said there were people waiting in the parking lot of the Starlight Motel, across the street, and even in a parking lot down the street, awaiting her return to Mesa's dark sky. It was beyond what Vic had imagined for that night. I asked him how he felt. Floored. Just, we weren't prepared for that. I think we handled it well, but uh, nobody expected that number to be uh, there. And, uh, of course, that, that generates a huge amount of excitement. Uh, and in the end, when I went home, relief, because there were many sleepless nights where we said, we don't have enough money. How, what are we going to do? <laughs> we, you know, what we told the community when it fell is if you really value and treasure this sign, We'll make it happen. We'll get it restored and reinstalled. But you've got to help us uh, because we don't have the money. The diving lady got her day in the sun once more and continues to be a beacon of light for Main Street. The number of people who attended the ceremony of the iconic landmark shows the immense love for her. So much so Arizona locals have created memorabilia in her image, including Denise Alvarez, I own Click Bloom, which is an online store that is desert inspired. So we take local landmarks and make pins and key tags and stickers and art prints out of these local landmarks that have a really rich history and uh, carry lots of stories from locals. Denise would drive by the diving lady each night in the early 2000s on her way to work answering calls for infomercials. And I used to see her all lit up diving. Um, and I just thought it was just my, the best part of my drive. I loved seeing her. Denise got her start with her Etsy shop just before the pandemic. She wanted to pay tribute to various landmarks across the valley. She began with the Gilbert Water Tower by creating stickers and pins in its image. Then she remembered her fondness for the neon sign. She created the ideation for the sticker, and then handed it off to her more artistically inclined friend. And it has um, the sky in the background. It's kind of a tan sky with stars. Um, we wanted it to be at night because we want her to seem like she's lit up or that might be a time that she's diving. Uh, and then it says motel on the left. And then it has her three little stages where she's jumping off and then diving into her little splash of water. She sells her products online, but you can also find her stickers, enamel pins, and keychains in stores throughout the valley. One of our first shops was Studio 223 in downtown Gilbert, 
um, who's uh, owned by Tori and she lives in my neighborhood. Um, so she welcomed me in. And uh, after, you know, that initial few months of being in a shop and hearing, uh, you know, stories about what people like about your products and seeing them sell, um, I knew I wanted to be all over the valley. <laughs> She's also in popular stores like Francis Boutique and Changing Hands Bookstore. Denise's favorite part of creating the Diving Lady memorabilia has been connecting with the community. One of our favorite stories that we heard was actually through somebody that we were talking with on Instagram, and she messaged us and said that her her mother, when her mother and father were dating, her mom lived out of town. And so when she would uh, come visit him in Mesa, she would stay at that motel. And so it was really meaningful to her parents. So she ended up getting uh, a couple of pins for uh, her and then her sisters and then her mother and father um, for their anniversary, just to kind of remember the start of their relationship, which I thought was so special. She also gets out into the community, like in a booth at the Gilbert Farmer's Market. You can find them by the wooden sign her partner made in the banner that displays their products. And uh, we really like being at the markets because we get to hear a lot of firsthand stories from people who, who live in the area uh, and who have been here for, for decades that have a lot of memories to share. So that's, I think that's our favorite part. Denise is just one of many East Valley residents who have a love for the diving lady. Vic hopes that his restoration efforts with the diving lady is just the beginning to preserving neon signs in Mesa and around the valley. Many of the original signs in Mesa are old, deteriorating, and losing their original storefronts. To ensure they don't end up in landfills, Vic and the foundation have taken it upon themselves to store them when they come down. We have Bill Johnson's Big Apple sign, two, two of them, the pole sign and the one that was on the building that said, let's eat, um, the Dairy Queen which was probably one of the earliest Dairy Queen signs in the valley. It comes probably before 1955. It's a porcelain enamel sign, absolutely beautiful. And it was working when, it, when we took it down. It just needs again to be serviced to make sure that it meets modern codes. Those signs are currently housed in a secure storage yard. They're anchored to the ground to ensure they don't tip over. Vic hopes one day they'll be able to display those signs for all residents who want to feel the nostalgia of Neon and Retro Mesa. Neon excites people, and uh, it, for some it brings back memories. It's just, uh, it's vibrant, it's alive, uh, it's colorful, it's imaginative, and uh, it's absolutely amazing what you can do with a little tube of glass uh, to give such a great feeling. That's the story of the rise, the fall, and rebirth of the diving lady and her impact on East Valley residents. Kayla, I know you grew up in Ahwatukee, but have you ever made the trek to the East Valley and seen the diving lady? I have never seen it in person, but I am so intrigued and the images are so cute, so I will seek it out. All right, listeners, if you have more questions about the East Valley, make sure to submit them to our team at valley101.azcentral.com. And if you're a regular listener of our show, please consider supporting it by subscribing to azcentral.com. 
And as always, thank you for listening to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. If you're a fan of Arizona politics, be sure to check out The Gaggle, our sister podcast that breaks down local issues and helps you keep up with the state's political news. All right, see you next week.